Good morning and welcome to Abundant Life Church. We're so glad that you're here today to hear a word from the Lord. It is an awesome opportunity that we always have to come into your homes or wherever you're listening to this broadcast in this time that we're in. Uh, we want to encourage you. We want to let you know that God is for you and that we're here to encourage you in your faith, strengthen you, and we're praying that the word today will be a blessing to you wherever you are. I want to call your attention to a familiar portion of scripture, perhaps to some. It's found in Daniel chapter 10, verses 1 to 3. And then I'm going to read uh, a little bit more of the passage coming from verses 7 to 20. So if you go open your Bible, get your tablet, you can actually open up your app if you do have the app. We want to uh, call your attention to Daniel chapter 10. The word of the Lord reads, in the third year of Cyrus, the king of Persia, a revelation was given to Daniel, who was called Belshazzar. Its message was true, and it concerned a great war, an understanding of the message that came to him in a vision. At that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food. No meat or wine touched my lips. And I used no, no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. Verse 7. I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision, and those who were with me did not see it. But such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone, gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deathly pale, and I was helpless. And then I heard him speaking, and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. A hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you are highly esteemed. Consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up, for I now have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. But the prince of Persia kingdom, of the Persian kingdom, resisted me for 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, uh, came and help, to help me, and because I was detained there with the king of Persia. And I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. And while he was saying this to me, I bowed my face to, toward the ground, and I was speechless. And the one who looked like a man touched my lips, and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to, one, to the one standing before me, I am overcome with anguish because of the vision, my Lord, and I feel very weak. How can I, your servant, talk with you, Lord, my God? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Again, the one who looked like the man touched me and gave me strength. Do not be afraid, you are highly esteemed. He said, peace, be strong now, be strong. And when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, speak my Lord, since you have given me strength. So he said, do you know why I've come to you? Soon I will turn to fight against the prince of Persia. And then when I go, the prince of Greece will come. But first, I will tell you 
what is written in the Book of Truth, no one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. I'd like to speak to you on a message entitled, The Fast and the Fight. The Fast and the Fight. Uh, today, Abundant Life Church, we begin our time of fasting and prayer for 21 days. We call this our consecration, and every year, the Lord has, has uh, told us to actually make this time in the time of January, in the month of January, a time of fasting and prayer. And as we look at what's happening in our world today, we can see certainly this is a very stressful time, a very difficult moment in time. And we can see what's happening in our world today. And we can see that there's a lot of issues that certainly have to be addressed. We can see that we have political turmoil. Of course, many, many of you have been watching what has happened at, the, at our nation's capital. And we're seeing that we're still in a situation where COVID is on the rise. In fact, it's claiming over 360,000 people in the US and 1.8 to 1.9 million people around the world. They're telling us that every 40 seconds to 45 seconds, someone has died from COVID-19. It has caused an, an upheaval in our economy. Businesses are closed. Some businesses will probably not return, even though we're hopeful that the vaccines will continue to work and that many people will be vaccinated. And we can actually go to some point where we can actually uh, reconnect and go to places of business again. But here's, I wanna tell you this, that in the midst of all that we're experiencing, that there is, are two things that I wanna share with you today that as we begin our fast, that this is a very strategic time in history, a very strategic time for all of us. And we come from the book of Daniel, and as we're talking about Daniel, Daniel was a man who was a man of fasting and prayer. Daniel, at the time, he was up uprooted. If you read the beginnings of the book of Daniel, you'll see that he was uprooted and he was now a captive in Babylon. And during this time in Babylon, he's now, he begins as a teenager. And he's confronted with a decision as he is going to be elevated in places where he is going to be able to serve in the political arena. And he has a, a choice to make. He comes to a place where the king is ready to serve out food. And, and he's... Uh, Asked, well, don't you, don't you want some food? And he sees what the king is eating, and he says, you know, I, I, I'm not going to eat that kind of food because that food is, it will defile me. And he says, you know, I'm going to eat food, but I'd just like to eat some vegetables. I don't want any meat. I don't want any choice food. I don't want any wine. I don't want any of the things that the other folks are eating who are from Babylon. He put himself on a fruits and vegetable diet. And that's why we call it the Daniel Fast. And so we fast this year. We fast every year in, in the month of January. We call it the Daniel Fast because we put aside our meats and we just eat our vegetables and we eat fruits and we certainly have time where we spend time with God in prayer. And so Daniel was a man who actually prayed, a young man who actually prayed at different junctures in his life, and he fasted at different junctures in his life. And perhaps right now you're at a place in your life where you're, you need to make some decisions. You need to make some decisions like Daniel. 
and you need to make some decisions in your life what, what maybe what job or career path you're going to take or maybe it's something that's going on in your family right now that you're, you have to make a major decision on. Maybe it's something that you've actually been dealing with for a while. That's been bringing you some, some real stress and worry. We want to invite you to become part and join us in this time of fasting because fasting is a powerful, powerful instrument, as it were, a powerful vehicle to help us when it comes to these uh, places where we have to make these decisions. So Daniel has to make a decision, and he goes, goes about fasting. But something about Daniel as well, that he was a man of exceptional qualities. He had exceptional qualities. He was a smart young man. He was a brilliant young man. He actually was, had the gift of interpreting dreams. He, he certainly was a man of, of stature. In fact, that's why he was taken into captivity, because he was, he was wanted for his, his acumen, his, his academic proudness. He, there, there is something about Daniel that stood out among a lot of the people and the young people his age. He was exceptional. But the, but the scripture tells us that he was not just an exceptional young man, but it tells us why and how he became an exceptional young man. In Daniel chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, it tells us that Daniel what distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps uh, by his exceptional qualities. These were the administrators of different providences. And he was the one who actually stood out among them, and they got a little jealous of, of Daniel because Daniel was chosen to actually become a supervisor in the political arena while he was in Babylon. And so they actually said, you know what? We, we need to spy on him because a decree came out uh, that no one should pray to the living God. No one should pray, and they should give their allegiance to the king. And Daniel had an allegiance to the living God, the true and the living God, Jehovah God, the God that saves, the God that keeps. Aren't you glad that you have a relationship with the living God? Because when we have a relationship with the living God, many times it's going to be tested in some ways. And, and, and we might be told that we can't do this or can't do that at some point in time. But as Daniel was tested, he proved that he was loyal to his God. And, you know, sometimes the test will come into our lives to see how loyal we are to our God, how loyal we are to our faith. And so here it is, Daniel, he's actually found praying as they start to find out what, why is he so loyal and why does he fast before the Lord? Why does he keep coming before the Lord? and Why is he so exceptional? It's because he's a man of prayer. And the Bible tells us that they couldn't find any corruption in him. They couldn't find anything that was actually something that they could point to of a fault in him. He wasn't a corrupt at all, person at all. He was a person who was not negligent in his duties. And Daniel was a man who refused to be corrupt. And do you know why he's serving in the arenas, and he has jurisdiction over particular areas of government. He's, he's refused to be corrupted. He refused to, to be dishonest. 
He refuses to be a person who is drawn in by briberies. He refuses to be a person who neglects his duties and fails to properly carry out his duties. And you know, that's a mark of a believer. It's a mark of a believer because Paul says this in the New Testament even to Timothy and Titus. And when we read the book of Titus, Titus is, is also brought up in an in a, in a era by which everybody is going contrary to truth. And so Titus is called by Paul in Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 15. I want to read it for you in the Passion Translation where he talks to Titus and he says, God's marvelous grace has manifested in person bringing salvation to everyone. This same grace teaches us how to live each day as we turn our backs on ungodliness and indulgent lifestyles. And it equips us to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. For we continue to look forward to the joyful fulfillment of our hope in the dawning splendor of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. He, sacri he sacrificed himself for us that, we might, that he might purchase us and purchase our freedom from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people who are his very own, passionate to do what is beautiful in his eyes. So he tells Titus, he says, so preach these truths and exhort others to follow them. Be willing to expose sin in order to bring correction with full authority without being intimidated by anyone. You know, that's a powerful passage of scripture because in this present world, we are called to be people that are motivated and we are motivated by the grace of God to live godly lives and say no to ungodliness. Do you realize that there's a whole lot of ungodly things that we're seeing, ungodly things that we have witnessed from violence to injustice? We have seen some ungodly things. But the Bible tells us that because of the grace of God has appeared to us, we're able to say no to ungodliness. I, I want you to, to uh, think about your living today, and I want you to be a person that will say no to ungodliness. Can you put that in the chat box? It's time to say no to ungodliness. It's time to say yes to integrity. It's time to say yes to being a person who lives an exceptional lifestyle, a lifestyle of integrity, a lifestyle of moral excellence. Because Jesus Christ has given us his grace, he's given us his mercy, and our response should be that we live according to his world in this present world. We live accordingly to the principles of his word, and we live out the principles that he has taught us. I want to talk about the fast. Daniel fasted for 10 days. So you'll find that in the beginning of his, his life, as he records it in Daniel chapter 1, he begins a time of fasting. 
in this time of fasting was so important that he was able to resist, resist this wonderful choice food that was laid out before him. And so in this coming moments that we see Daniel growing up and becoming a man, and as he's matriculating through the different levels of authority, we say that, that he never compromised his standard in God. He never compromised. In fact, Daniel's name is called God is my judge. And do you know at the end of the day, let God be our judge. Not let man be your judge. Let God be your judge. Because he's the one who sets your standard. He's the one who has set your path. He's the one that has set a way for you to walk in. In fact, he tells us to walk in light as he is in light. And we'll have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all sins if we walk in the light and the truth that God has put before us. And so as Daniel is a man of fasting and prayer, we see that Daniel was also a humble man. He humbled himself before God. And in chapter 10, as we're looking at this, this chapter, we see that a war is about to ensue, and he's taken up in a vision. And, and as he's talking and he's conversing, in this time of this dialogue of vision, he's now seeing that great warfare has broken out. Do you know great warfare and struggle has broken out? We can see our, our nation at a crossroad. Uh, President-elect Biden said these words, and it was, it was quite sober. And he said, you know, that we are living in some dark days. We're living in some dark moments. And it's important to understand that as we're living in these days, we are a people who are going to be called on. As the people of God, we're called on to, to make a difference. We're called to be salt and light. So Daniel never, never forgot who his God was. Certainly he had reaction to this dream. He, he was afraid. When he, when he heard about what was happening and, and he understood this, this vision, he, he was quite overwhelmed to the point where he fell down. He, he was trembling. But the Lord said to him, you know, you don't, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. When you look at what's going on in our world today, are you afraid? Are you trembling? Are you worried? How are you sleeping at night? A lot of people say they are certainly troubled, especially when they have seen what has happened and transpired this week. There's a lot of conversations about the feelings of just really feeling so vulnerable and just afraid of what will happen in the next several, several weeks as we look forward to an inauguration of the 46th president of the United States. We are in a position right now where we have to really understand that God is doing something. And Daniel, the book of Daniel is really about, as you're seeing, um, this, this vision unfold because it was a vision that has been fulfilled that while it made Daniel tremble, while it caused him to really be afraid, he had to recognize that God has sovereign rule, that God is in control. He has sovereign rule. He lifts one up and he takes one down. We can be uh, what I call assured with the fact that Jesus Christ 
is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And because his kingdom is at work, his hand is at work, we can be rest assured that we don't have to be worried or concerned about the outcome of things, even though it looks dark right now. So Daniel was told, don't be afraid. In Daniel chapter 10, verse, verse 12, he said that he continued, he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. He said, since the first day you set your mind to gain this understanding and humble yourself before God, these, your, words are, your words are actually heard. Do you know that God hears our prayers? This is a time where we're going to be praying. We're going to be coming before God in prayer and fasting because God hears and answers prayer. Do you believe God hears and answers prayer? If he's answered a prayer in the past, certainly he can answer a prayer right now, and he can certainly answer your prayers in the future. The Lord said he hears our prayer. And we need to pray because God hears our prayer. And so I want to talk to you not only about the fast. The fast is when we're coming to a place where we're putting aside, putting aside our choice meats or putting aside everything that is what I call that we might like to eat, our chocolate, our coffee. We're going to put away those things, and we're going to actually going to focus ourselves on the Lord, and we're going to eat our vegetables. And I, and I want to let you know that if you want to be a part of the fast, and we encourage you to do that, you can go onto our website. We have so much information that's available, and we're going to be talking about that in a few moments, of how you can get the information so that you can be part of this fast. But as we do that, our purpose is not simply to put away the food, but it's to connect with God. I want you to connect with God like you never connected with him before. We are at a position, a, a, a place where we could go either right or left. But we want to make sure that we're going the way God wants us to go. And so I want you to fast. I want you to come before God in fasting and prayer. But now I want to talk about not only the fast, but I want to talk about the fight. You see, when Daniel was praying, when Daniel was coming before the Lord in prayer, he was heard. But while he was praying these three weeks, he was praying for three weeks. And he came before the Lord in three weeks' time, and he was praying and fasting for 21 days. The Bible says that he got an answer. And he got an answer why his prayer wasn't answered when God heard it, because it was delayed. He said that, I sent, I heard your words and I've come in response to them. But he said, the prince of Persia, the kingdom of Persia, uh, has resisted me 21 days. And so we find here that there was a spiritual resistance so that Daniel wouldn't get his prayers answered right away. It took 21 days for a prayer to get through because of resistance. Do you realize that when it comes to this warfare, fighting as we call it, the fight is not simply between flesh and blood or from person to person or between family member and family member. It's a spiritual battle. It's about spiritual warfare. You see, Daniel was one who was probably wondering, like, God, why aren't you answering my prayer? And it was until he was notified that I did answer your prayer, but the reason it didn't get through for the three-week period is because it was being resisted. Do you know 
that there is resistance when it comes to you getting answers to prayer. There's resistance to you getting where God wants you to be and where God wants you to go and what he wants you to do. There's going to be spiritual resistance. There's going to be satanic resistance. There's going to be enemy resistance. And we see here that there was interference. In football, they have a, what they call a wide receiver, and the wide receiver is uh, one who actually goes up for a pass. So you have a quarterback, and the quarterback receives the ball, and you might see them uh, throwing the ball out to a person who is running. Their job is to run fast, to run out and catch the ball, and be there to receive the ball when the quarterback throws it. See, Tom, you know, when we look at the quarterbacks of the day, we can, we can see how they depend on their wide receivers to advance the ball. But there is an opposition that's on the other side. And what the opposition is trying to do is to keep their opponent and keep the offense from going forward. So what they do, sometimes they may interfere with the wide receiver. So they could actually be in a position where they're ready to catch the ball and the opponent actually knocks their hands down before the ball gets to them. They could actually knock them down before the ball gets to them as well. In football, they call it a foul, or they call it pass interference. And do you know that there's a lot of interference? The enemy wants to interfere with you getting where God wants you to be and what he wants you to do. You'll find that after, as you make commitments to God, as you make commitments to the Lord, and as your desire is to move forward, you'll find that there's a lot of interference. There's a lot of interference around us these days. And so in this moment, when we start looking at what God wants for us, we have to expect that interference is going to be part of that. And so when we look at this passage of Scripture, we're not only about fasting, but it's also about fighting. This is the year by which you have to understand that this is going to take, take something more than just watching a broadcast, listening to a podcast, or sitting down even reading your Bible to make progress in God. It's going to be a fight. In closing, I just want to bring your attention to the book of Ephesians the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10, where Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. He says, put on the full armor of God so that you be able to notice this. He said, take your stand against the schemes of the devil or the devil's schemes. You know the devil has strategies. He has schemes that will come against you that you have to fight against. In fact, you've got to take your stand against those schemes. For your struggle, Paul says, is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers of, and against the authorities and against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And therefore, put on the full armor of God that when the evil day comes, that you'll be able to do this. Stand your ground. So put in the chat box, you've got to stand against the enemy and you've got to stand your ground. You've got to stand against the schemes and you've got to stand your ground. We have to learn how to stand our ground. And so by putting on this full armor of God and putting on the full armor of God, we're able to resist the schemes of the enemy, 
and we're able to stand our ground. Do you know that these, uh, war, this warfare, this fight is also about territory? This year, I want you to take some territory. I want you to put it, put it in chat box. It's time for me to take some territory. Time for you to take some ground. Because as you note here, the enemy is trying to push you off of your ground. And he's trying to take some territory as well. So it says here that we have to stand firm in our faith. But verse 18 says these words. It tells us that we're not only to put on the full armor, but we're to pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And we're supposed to be alert. And in this time of fasting and prayer, you have to be alert. You can't be sleeping. You can't be just, a, just a, what I call take a nonchalant walk spiritually. But you have to be vigilant because we're actually in a fight. And so as we're fasting and praying this week, in these several weeks, these three weeks of, of fasting and prayer, I want to encourage you not only to come into a place where you're connecting with God through fasting and prayer, but stand your ground. Be a person that's going to be able to stand in a place where you know, where you know that God has strengthened you for such a time as this. Become a Daniel, someone who says no to ungodliness and says yes to righteousness. I want to pray for you now as we, we close this message that this will be a time where God will strengthen you for this fast. God will strengthen you to stand. God will give you the courage to fight spiritually with your spiritual weapons. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. Thank you for this opportunity. We praise you and honor you for all that you're doing in our lives. We ask, Lord, as we go into this time of fasting, that, Lord, not only will we pray and come before you, confessing our sins, but, Lord, we're recognizing also that there is a fight. There is a fast and there is a fight. So we praise you and honor you, Lord, for preparing us for these moments that, God, you will use us. We pray, Lord, that we would stand as examples of your, your goodness. And that, Father, that we will speak a word in season. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our lives. We praise you and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need prayer today and you want to connect with someone in, in prayer and someone to pray for you and with you, you can dial, or you can actually text, 833-300-0670. Uh, so you can text prayer, 833-300-0670. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can also uh, inquire about what it means to be saved, what it means to walk with God. We'd love to pray with you. You can also dial 833-300-0670. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the word. We have more to come, and we want to share in this little dialogue with you. God bless you.